So while we're uh, getting ready for everybody to join us, I put up a little chat and hopefully you can see that. And why don't you type in where you're coming from? Like, um, like just say hello. Let's kind of give that a test. Say hello and where you're from, what the weather's like, or just, um, you know, just kind of check in that way. It's always fun to see where everybody's coming from. Hi, Bridget. Who said that? Let me go into gallery mode here. Ah, it's Dave, Dave Clark from New Zealand. Oh, hey, hi. How are you? Great. Shall I show you my day here? You're what? Oh, good. <laughs> Our day here is the other end of scale. We're in the middle of summer. Wow. Uh, look, look at her view. Isn't that amazing? Can I come and stay with you? I <laughs> <laughs> sure you can. <laughs> Actually, I should put you, uh, you know what? Let me put you on speaker view. Can you show everybody again where you're at? That way sure. everybody can see you large. Where... I'll, send you, I'll send you some Southern Hemisphere sunshine. Oh my gosh, look at that. Oh, sorry. My... That's amazing. Wow. Yeah, I'm very good. lucky, but it's very... It's very hot here. It's 30 degrees uh, uh, Celsius. Oh my I don't God. know what that is in Fahrenheit. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> All these extremes, you know, that hot and then the cold. Amazing. Oh my gosh. Lovely to see you. Nice to see you too. And Deb, she has been in a few of my courses and she's done amazing work. You know, anybody that has been in the course, it's been a, a it's a, wonderful to see your progression from where you were and where you are now so uh also i'm curious do how many repeat students do we have here are you taking multiple courses or uh, my concern is that are you getting too many emails from me by any chance certainly not because no. <laughs> um because what happens is if you're enrolled in a course, you're going to get an email when I email that course. So, and if you don't want to see that, what you could do is just go into your settings within the course and choose not to be, uh, to get those emails. But I, I, you know, I just don't want to burn you out on those, but I want to keep you updated. So I really do try to be mindful over the emails that I send out. So while we get started here, um, does anybody have any questions? Hi, Bettina. Nice to see you. And Trish and uh, Anne. Hi, Anne. Yes. Uh, uh, hi, I see you. <laughs> here, I'll go in gallery mode here so we can all see each other. So before we get started again, for the people that haven't heard, and hi, Agnes. So on the bottom left of your screen, you will see a microphone and uh, when we're when I'm talking or doing a demonstration or a critique, I'd like you to mute your microphone and uh, I also have some control over that too. So I want to make sure we don't hear your background conversations. You don't want us to hear that. And then the screen, if it's in speaker mode, it's going to go to you. So you really don't want everybody to see that. You never know what's going on there. And if you don't want to be seen, you uh, with that little camera right next to the microphone, you can go ahead and click that and it'll stop the video so you will not be, I'm gonna go ahead and go here. So then we won't be able to see you. Now, if you're wondering why you can't be seen, then go to that little camera and click it because you probably haven't um, turned it on. And a simple way of not being seen if you don't want that is just put some tape over your camera on your computer. 
And then in the upper right-hand side, you'll see something that says gallery view. And the gallery view is where you'll be able to see everybody in the course. So um, we can only fit so many on a page and then sometimes I'll try to move it over to other, um, you know, try, I try to see everybody as much as possible. And since I'm thinking about that too, I do try to get to as many paintings as possible, as many submissions as possible. So um, before we get started, thank you, Trish. I, she said um, that the emails are great. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, it's just because I, I got an email from somebody last night and they were saying that they were being overwhelmed and I was uh, sending pop-ups and I think it's their computer. I don't think it was me. So anyway, I just want to be mindful that I, I just want you to be overwhelmed with that. And so let me get to one thing here so I can manage some of the sound. I'm going to go ahead and mute some of you. There we go. And that way we get rid of all that background and echo, etc. Now, if anybody has a question, I would love to hear from you. You can either put it in the chat box here. And um, uh, let's see, I'm just trying to read your emails here or your deck, your chat thing. And thank you, Gretchen. I appreciate that. She says she looks forward to the emails. And okay. And then uh, Lori, that's a good idea. I do the same thing too. She says she's turning off her video until she gets settled. I do that too. And so does, if anybody has a question, because I'd like to know, how do you feel? Uh, go ahead and unmute yourself. Oopsie, let's get to Deb. I see, Deb, can you hear me? I can hear you, but okay. I can't see where the chat box is, Bridget. Can you tell me? Where the what? How do, the chat box is. Oh, get to chat, how do I type you, a message? Are you on your computer or are a, a... iPad. So, so is it on the app that you're doing? Yes, on Zoom. Okay, so, you know, the iPad, I mean, the... Um, the app, I don't, I don't know. I know it's easier okay. on the computer. So how about if you have a question that you just unmute yourself and because I can see if you're raising your hand or, you know, that that'll probably work okay. better. And that actually works better for me too. If you unmute yourself and then jump in and ask a question because I can't read as fast as those chat things are coming in. Otherwise I'll get way too distracted. <laughs> Unless we have a somebody that would like to be my assistant and read some of the chats. How about you actually all could be my assistant that if you see an, a chat in here that looks interesting to you and you'd like to know more about that and I'm not addressing that, you know, why don't you jump in and ask me? So all right, then um, it doesn't seem like we have anything, uh, any burning questions. So we went over the, um, let me get into this view here. We went over where the mic is so you can mute yourself and then where the camera is. I just want you to really know the platform and then, um, the tape on top, the gallery view, if you want to see everybody, or if you see a little bar that goes across, you'll see an arrow, and then you can just scroll through everybody to see who's here. And I love being able to see you. You know, I've thought about, do I want to have a, a webinar to where I don't see anybody and just have a chat? But 
you know, I don't enjoy just talking. I mean, you would never know this, but I don't enjoy just talking to myself. <laughs> but uh, I really like to see all of you. All right. And um, I made some notes of some things, so I will go over those first. And uh, let's see. Okay. With the Facebook group, uh, I know it's a mixed thing. Some people like it. Some people don't want to be on Facebook, and that is absolutely fine. But it's I guess my idea on that is that if you want to go ahead and post pictures or things like that and interact with other students, that's a great way of doing it. And uh, I don't feel as bad as updating you on that rather than sending emails out. I, like I said, I do get a little concerned about that. And does everybody know how to keep track of where you are? Um, okay, good. All right. So, and just to go over that very quickly, what just to make sure, so when you're in the course, what you would do is go to the upper right-hand corner and you'll see something that says complete and continue. You don't have to hit that button, but that'll help you keep track of where you are in the course and then you can just go back and forth anywhere you want to go. And so the lessons that we're going to be covering today are one through four. And we'll be talking about the brushstroke, the marsh, still water, wet into wet, and whatever questions you have. And while I'm thinking about it, I'm going to tell you a, a little thing about Buddha paper, Buddha board or Buddha paper. Have, have you ever heard of this? Okay, so when we go and start looking at some of the lessons and all this, I have my little, um, what do we call that, a, a webcam so I can show you some demonstrations. What's good about this is that you don't have to burn through paper and it's like magic paper. You just go ahead with water and you've got, you can practice your strokes. So that is pretty neat. And actually, let me show you right here. Okay, so I wanted you to see, so you could get an idea of what this is there. Okay, magic paper is another term or Buddha paper. Hopefully you know about this. And let me go back in here. I need to, uh, I think, get to my tools because somebody, I can't find my tools at the moment. Just make sure that your microphone is off if you're not talking. Okay. And then. Uh, the meeting should go for about an hour, even though I try to do an hour, it usually goes a little longer, but you're not required to stay for an hour. And if you have to leave, you can leave at any time and the recording will be posted on the class board or just below it. Now, let's see, I'm going to see if I can, okay, we've got to try to, we all hear that noise there. There we go. That should have taken care of that. I like having there all that power. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a, have a question. Uh -huh. um, well, my mind is, is, is gone blank all of a sudden. Um, <laughs> it's okay. I'm with you. All right. I'm I'll so sorry. No problem. If I think again, I'll, I'll unmute myself. I'll Was mute, it about unmute. The sound, the Buddha paper, anything like that? Okay. No. 
All right. <laughs> All right. So that this is, I just wanted to give you an idea of another thing that I've been working on. I, um, you know, I'm always constantly working and, and being uh, with you in the course and other things. So I don't know if you can see this behind me, that little orchid there. I'm putting together, there's one of them, but I'm putting together an orchid course and I would love to try to do it before um, uh, Valentine's Day. We'll see how that goes, just to give you an update of what I'm doing. And I'm working on more uh, kids lessons. I love doing those kids lessons. So we'll see. I just wanted you to know what's happening. And we've already discussed the emails and um, I, I, the copyright issue. You already uh, read that on the material list in that area is that and I'm not really too worried about it in this in this particular class, but you can you're learning techniques, and so the techniques can be applied to whatever you do in your own paintings. So um, just just not necessarily the exact copy of what I do. You don't want to put them in shows or um, sell them or things like that because what ends up happening is people contact me and then I have to address it, which I don't enjoy. I don't like to make anybody feel bad. So anyway, just to have a heads up on that. I always think it's really good information for everybody to know. I even have to pay attention to that. So just, just so you know. All right. And then um, in the course, everybody's going to be at a different speed. So if you feel that you're not keeping up, don't worry about it. Just do what you can. That's the point of this class is that you can work at your own, at your own pace. And my plan is that we'll go through, like we're going to go through one through four right now. And then next week, I think it's going to be five through eight. I wrote it down somewhere, but I don't know where it is. And um, then what... Uh, the paintings that came in for the people that were slower at the end of going through everything else. I'll just go through that and we'll discuss it. So I really want to make sure that you're successful with the techniques. And for if anybody is just burning through the class, what you can do is go ahead and apply those techniques into your own paintings or try to inter interpret them into a photograph and let's take a look at it. Now, when it comes to uploading, um, uploading your paintings. So it works better through a browser. So you'll want to do it either on a computer or if you're on your phone, I think you can do this on your phone with, uh, with a browser. I don't, it doesn't work well, if at all, I think, through the app. And let's see, we've got that. And Android students, there's no browse, there's no app that, like for the I, iPad people. It's just use your browser. Okay, so I think we've covered just about all that stuff that I wanted to cover. I think we're good. All right, so what I did here, and I'm just double checking. Oops, did somebody have a question? Anne, did you have a question? When we upload our photos, should we downsize them? Because I know to see that. Wait a minute, Anne? Oh, Anne, I can't hear you very well. Uh oh. Probably my internet. Oh no, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to listen to you really hard. So okay. We make the images we upload smaller. You know, it does I, I like it helps me if they're small. I think they upload better, but so don't make them the original size, but I don't think they have to be the smallest size either. Otherwise, um, we might not be able to see it. But I'll let you know. So go if if I can't see it, I'll let you know. So you'll want to uh, go ahead and upload it. I need to plug this in so you can see my little demos. 
Okay, so that hopefully is all together there. So thank you, Ann. That was a good uh, question. Anybody else right now? Okay, then let me just take a look at anything. If there's anything else that I want to share with you right now off the bat, we already looked at the Buddha paper. We haven't gone through any of the other stuff in the course, but um, we're going to be reviewing paintings in just a second. So one, I also want to show you problem solving, but I think it might be better to go through some of the paintings first. And let's see, let me get out of this. Now, um, why don't you put in your chat box what you would like to see first? Uh, let's see, Anne, you said you saw that, you wondered if that was a real, if a real paint. Oh, I missed that, let's see. I was just thinking of taking a while. Okay, does anybody wanna see a demonstration or have a problem that I should address first? Yeah, great. Okay, and don't be shy at all. Not with me, you know, I'm not gonna bite. I'm not gonna, you know, just, it's here that we all learn together because I learn from you. All right, so then let's go ahead and take a look. We're gonna start with the uh, brush stroke. Yes. Sorry to, sorry to interrupt, but Agnes had a question. Oh, Agnes, how did I miss that? Thank you so much, Sharon. That was Sharon that uh, said that, right? Yes. Thank you so much, Sharon. Okay, so Agnes, what was your question? You, you asked if anyone had a request for a demonstration. I uh -huh. would love to see you do that brush stroke again. You demonstrated oh. in another class, another meeting, and it was beautiful. So I'd, I'd like to see it again. Yeah, thank you. Is that the one, were we talking about the wave stroke? Yes, yes that's, uh, that's the one I'm talking about. Okay, perfect. So what I'm thinking that, uh, that I think we're absolutely right on track with that, is that how about if we go through some of the paintings that uh, you have, what people have submitted, and then I can show you the stroke again, because then I think that might be more relevant in people's mind. What do you think, Agnes? Oh, I agree. Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you. You're good? Yeah. I, I also think, wow, you know, because it is so hard to get the right amount of paint so that you don't, uh, so that you get the um, dry brush effect. Like, I just find that really difficult. And I have a decent brush and I use good paints. Are you using, so that all has to do, now that was a really good point too. I had that in my little notes and somehow I missed that. That um, when it comes to the brush, okay, now, so if you're, okay, somehow I have it on here. But anyway, if you have a brush that's really hard, you're gonna really be able to catch that tooth of the paper because it's not gonna hold as much water and color. So that would be more of a synthetic brush. And then if you have a natural brush, hi, cat. So if you have a natural brush, then it's gonna hold a lot of water. And then that can be a little more challenging for you to grab that tooth of the paper because it's just loaded. And then, um, let's see, I'm gonna go ahead and mute somebody there. And Sorry, just hold on for one second. Just trying to get back rid of some of that background noise. And does, does that help you so far? And then using a sable synthetic blend is a good in-between brush. So we're gonna talk about that in a minute when we go to the wind-blown water. Does that sound okay? Just to clarify, 
So a, a kind of a cheaper synthetic brush is better for dry brushing? I think a blend brush is the best. A blend uh, brush. Yeah, and okay. I think a Kalinsky holds so much water. And then if you have a Kalinsky, it can hold that so much water. And you know, we all think that we've arrived when we've got one and we've paid a ton of money for it. And then it's so floppy that it can be difficult to, um, to get control over. So did that help answer your question there? And then yes. you were talking about, let's see, you were talking about the amount of water and color. So when you want to get a lot of color, you also want to fill up your, you don't necessarily want to fill up your wells. You, I like to put fresh color in, or if your color's uh, been there for a while and dry, it can be challenging to get that amount of uh, water and color in there. It can be a little, um, you know, diluted. Okay. All right. So I'm just muting everybody again. And if I have muted you and you were talking to me, just unmute yourself. But I just want to make sure that I stay on top of everybody before it gets a little out of hand there. All right. So um, let's go into looking at those wave pictures. And let's see, that would be the brushstroke one that I'm thinking about. And I have to get to this. And I just need to close one window here. Talking to myself again. All right. So here, there, I've interjected myself into a giant picture on the screen. So what we're going to do is I'm going to flip through the images fairly quickly, and then we're going to come back and review them. So just so you know what we're doing. All right. That one should have been in another uh, spot, but that's okay. So we're just looking at the waves and water right now and the brush strokes and how they have been uh, transformed, and then we're going to talk about them. All right. I'm also curious, which you can write in the chat if you'd like, if anybody has listened. Oh, actually, you, you haven't because this is our first meeting. But in our last course, what I try to do is also upload, which is new for me, a uh, audio podcast. So that way you can listen to the meeting if you want. All right. So uh, what I like about this one here is how you've incorporated the... Uh, the clouds and the bottom, lovely uh, transition through here and using that dry brush technique right down here instead of using the actual, um, let's see, let's get into this here. Because the point of that particular lesson was to use the brush and, and it was a little exaggerated too, so you could get the idea of the amount of pressure. So to go along and press and go along and press. And, uh, I'm sorry that I, I did not, I don't remember the name of the person that was speaking because it, it was trying to help you with grabbing that tooth of the paper. So trying to get that amount of water on there. And this person did an excellent job. So I love this because it really gives this nice light on the water. So that turned out really well. So I'm going to go ahead and I'll go to this still water one because I have it in this particular queue and, you know, I'll just address it right now. So you've done a great wash with the background here, and uh, I don't know if everybody's gotten to this or not, but using the belly of brush for the uh, background here for the mountains, that turned out very nicely. And I think that this, you can look at the, um, the shadow on this side, 
or the reflection and this compared to this here, both are great, but that actually gives you a little more uh, distance in there. Well, I don't know if it really is distance actually, because that works too. They're both lovely. And you did a great job with your reflections down here. And now after I have done this one, I actually like it maybe a little staggered. So one being a little higher than the other. But it's just practice and you've done a great job moving that water and color around, excellent. So, so you've done a really good job. We'll, we'll take another look at this when we get into that uh, section. Now, this one we were working on the brush stroke and uh, going back to what Agnes was talking about, yes, I think that this would be a good one for me to show you to where you go along and then press and you know changing that amount of pressure trying to grab that tooth of the paper down there and then for that straight line what i would do is soften it with a damp not wet brush just go along and break that line up a little bit and that's a good foundation it's a start and then for the clouds what i would do is you know, we don't see sharp clouds like that. So as it would be drying, I would go ahead and try to reshape that and lift the color out. So let's go to this one here. And for this one, uh, she felt absolutely lost in it. And what I liked back here, what she had going on was this area right in the horizon, which almost gave the impression of trees. And that could have been, uh, because she started out with waves and I thought maybe it leans more towards ground fog. So don't be afraid to completely change your painting and trying to, when I look at something, I may have an idea of where I want it to go, but I have to look at what's happening on the paper and then transform it to whatever is happening you know you just have to work together we all have to work as one paper water and color and our subject matter so interpret it now for this painting here she had a good start but there's too many hard lines and that would be some of the problem solving that i was hoping to address so we'll see and let's see we've got one comment here and and what she's saying is that so for the artist here, which is Fanna, I'd like you to know, Fanna, that uh, they think that this looks dreamy. So I want you to know that because we all feel very insecure about what we're doing. And it's good to know when, when somebody likes it and to be reinforced. Okay, let's go ahead and move on. Now here, great job through this. Good job through uh, this area. That's changing the amount of pressure. And with the beach, it's just a little bit too much of the same straight line. But this is practice, you know, don't get too concerned. It's, we're not trying to create masterpieces. What we're trying to do is practice. And this one here, you've got the right idea. Great soft uh, clouds up here. Nice transition down into the horizon. And what I'm looking at here is, um, it's all pretty soft. So you can leave it soft or you can try to create a few hard edges. Let me go into a tool. All right, so just to give you some idea that if I'm looking, I see the, the white water is in this area 
and we've got a darker color here. And I think, where can I enhance it? So let's say this is our light area. I might come back in and if we, I'm using this little tool here to define a hard line between these two, just an edge. And then by doing that, it stops the eye. You see that edge and then you start to separate those two areas. It doesn't kind of flow all into one, which is nice, but we want to know how, how to get things. And I think that this line is a little too straight, so we would like to make it a little more rumbly or something, you know, a little more like white water. It's just a little too straight through there. That could use a little more lifting. Okay. And let's get out of that one. And then, so that, this has that idea. And I think my comment to her or to the person, I don't, I can't assume that it's a lady, even though most of uh, the people in the course are ladies. So let's go ahead and use that tool. So let's see, I'm looking at uh, these waves and what do I want to separate out? So maybe what I'll do is try to get a little bit of a harder line through there just a little bit. I like that soft area. Now, if I have this little high, um, harder line, it doesn't have to be a lot of pigment, just a sharper, cleaner edge. Then what I would do is try to get my color here and then with clean water, transition it so it doesn't look like this pen line that, that you're seeing. So let's reshape this. Trying to... And so by this, hopefully now you can really start to see this. And I do like this soft edge through here. So we need to um, kind of break up some of those lines. Maybe I don't want a straight line like what I just did there, but I'm limited in what I can do. And then now, let's see, if we use the belly of the brush a little bit to break it up so it's not so straight, I think you can start to tell through here that this has a, a more interesting line to it. And then, let's see, let's go ahead over there. <coughs> hold on for a sec. I've got to get back in here and mute people. Sorry about that. Okay. Let's go into mute. All right, do you see how this is, oh, did I lose my line? <laughs> I ended up losing my lines. Okay, so anyway, I think you get the idea on that. Let's go into this one more time. I'll do it very quickly because you already have. So make sure your microphones are off if you're not talking, otherwise I'll have to uh, come back out and mute you. All right, so you can see how now that starts to define that. And we've got a line there. And I like that misty look through there. So I might think about adding a little line, a little tiny bit transition through there. This has some nice action. And now with those harder lines, you start to see this a little more. Okay, so let's go out of this for a second. And we've got a question, I think. Uh, and this is from Roberta. And she says she can really see the beauty of this painting, just needs a bit of definition. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. There's a lot of wonderful edges in here, wonderful color. It just needs a little bit. 
Okay, so let's go back and I've got to try to get out of this. I clear that out. Let's go on to the next one. This is also wonderful too. And this is the same idea, just needs a little definition. And being the artist, it can be really challenging because we're looking at it. It's not necessarily what you have in mind. And so that can be um, part of, we aren't our best judge. So put it up, walk away and come back. So looking at this, let's find some edges here. All right, I do like this light area through here. And I like this, this almost looks like a giant crusting wave ready to come over. I think that's wonderful. And this could work too. That's that little rumbly water right in the foreground, the white water, the foam. So let's see if we go ahead and clean that up a little bit. So I love this through here. It just needs a, a little tiny bit and I'm not sure if I uh, probably didn't mention this to this course. So one thing that you could do, there is something called wet media film, a Duralar wet media film. So let's say you have a painting that you don't think is working or you don't know what to do ne next. Go ahead, take this wet media film. I don't have one uh, handy. And then you just lay it right over your painting and then you can uh, play with it and try different colors or hard edges. And that would, um, really help you. I don't really use it very often, but instead, if you have something that's really working and you don't want to experiment, I think that's a good way to test it. So it's Duralar, D-U-R-A-L-A um, or something like that, Duralar. Okay, let's get out of this and let's move on to the next painting. Now, I really like the colors that she used through here. And I know who this is, and I don't necessarily want to bring attention to you unless you'd like attention. So, you know what I mean? Uh, if you'd like to speak, if you're, I don't, that sounded terrible the way I said that. But I'd like you to know that if you want to talk, you can talk. So, I really like the granulation that you have in here. And what she was saying is that she didn't necessarily just stay with the burnt sienna French ultramarine blue. She ended up going, and I can't even remember the exact one. I think you used a moon glow and a Daniel Smith moon glow. And, um, and if, if you want to unmute yourself, that would be uh, fine too. But the colors are great through here. The only thing that I would, are you there? I can hear you light, uh, little lightly, but yes, I can hear you. Uh, yeah, Moon Glow, uh, Soda Light from Neutral Tint. And Neutral Tint. Just a touch to see if it made it any darker, because I had trouble keeping the corners dark, and even so, it looks like I lifted some off instead of putting it back on. Well, I like, okay, so then I'm so glad that I'm able to talk to you. So my, my only thing is I... You know, this I found this was so interesting through here, being able to look at all this um, texture in the waves. I thought that turned out really wonderful. And I liked that granulation. That was really nice. But what was distracting was that they're, you know, pretty much even in shape and size. So, and then that dark ring around that, I do like that contrast but then having that darker line around these three 
even though they're slightly connected there, it, it almost reads as um, three. Do you know what I'm saying there? Yeah, it's too regular. But I love the colors, especially this bottom part. And did you use a green in there? That's uh, the neutral tint added to the sap green. Oh, nice. Was that a Daniel Smith one or was that? The, the permanent sap green is Windsor Newton, but the neutral tint is Daniel Smith. Nice. It turned out really beautiful. And then is this yours too? I think this is yours too, right? Yeah, that's the old one I'm trying to paint over. Okay. So then did that, okay, let's take a look at this. So did that help you at all, the idea of uh, a few of those hard edges? They're not really hard, but... So let's take a look at this. I'm gonna, I'm going to use, let's see, I'm thinking, okay, you've got this great dark sky back here. Maybe if we just kind of, and I'm limited, like I said, to the tools that I have. But imagine this as skipping a line across. So I'm trying to, take advantage of what wasn't able to be lifted because you've got that uh, harder line through there and then maybe something like that it doesn't necessarily have to be like this right. and then so we're breaking it up so we broke up broken up that horizon because then you've taken care of that soft look through here and then we've got all this rumbly water down here so uh, let's see, how do I want to, let's see, I'm looking at these here, those uh, valley, hills and valleys through this area. So maybe, try to create a little movement through there. And I would probably try to bring a little more of that rumble like you did in the last one into this. Or a cresting somehow. So what I try to do, like I mentioned before, is that I try to look at what is already there, what is happening, what can I use? And I do like this transition of your uh, beach. So let's say we ended up using that and uh, try to give you, this is the sand and then maybe have a little bit of that, um, shadow underneath that to reshape that a little bit and then you can add a few more now to me i think that it's in, it's heading in a direction to where you've got some defined edges so your eye has a starting point and then it's able to move off into the distance and if you don't agree then it's you're the artist you know so it's it's just that's fine you don't you don't have to go, yeah, oh, that's great, or or not. You know, it's I just want you to have an idea. Does that help you there? Yeah, I just was hoping it was salvageable because I didn't, couldn't get rid of those lines. Oh, well, that's why I think that we should try that, you know, just because you're already using the lines that you've got and building upon them. Sounds good. Okay, because I love that color that you've got in there. All right, and so that's it for um, all of these. So let's talk about that brush stroke for just a minute. And, okay, I'm gonna switch over to, are there any questions right now? And then uh, Lori says, she says, I feel like I'm 
in a water cave looking out. Oh, that's nice. Oh, I, Sharon? I have a question. Okay, Sharon's first. She, okay. Yes, Sharon? I guess I missed the first painting. Oh, is that yours? No. None of them are mine. Oh, okay. So since you missed the first one, well, you can always watch the recording, okay? Okay. Because otherwise, I don't want to put everybody through going. Oh, through I understand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that'd be great. And uh, I'll post a link on that. And then Helen, did you have a question? Yes. One of the ones that you reviewed was mine. And I still feel puzzled about how to proceed. Okay. It's the one with the great big wave. Okay. Let's let me make sure I get to the right. Kind of in the middle. Oh, this one here. That one? That one. Yes. Okay. You know, I, there's so much I really like about this. So, all right, let's take another look at that because I, I can completely understand not knowing where to go next with that. So like, I, like, I like this. I wouldn't want it to be so white. You could, but let's see. Okay. I'm looking for, yeah. Um, I had the idea where it was very dark there that that is land. Oh, and, and there's fog going up from a coastline that has uh, little cliffs on it. Okay, let's look at that. All right. Okay, I'm gonna let me get back. Oops, I'm trying to get at my little drawing tool. Get away from that. I like the idea of that. That's very interesting. You know, um, because like where I live. I would see something similar to that and that would to me feel very cool like a, a cool fog coming down yeah i had put some green into that big blue area uh, uh -huh. it doesn't show much uh and i had thought when i looked at your lagoon um that i would try lagooning this if you will using okay. landscape um technique in there uh-huh I love that idea. I think you should, that's the wonderful thing about this is that we're working with technique, but then take it, run with it, go someplace. And uh, Anne thought it looked like a volcanic island. So. Oh, good. Yeah, so I think you're right on track with that. Nice. And then um, Agnes is asking Anne again, uh, what was the color composition and uh, say for using the neutral tint. She was using the permanent sap green and the neutral tint. And um, Anne, am I missing anything on that? Moon glow? No. But that was basically, and, and um, Agnes, we can always uh, talk about it later and you can listen to the recording on this. Oh, Thank Anne's you. also uh, typing in the chat box for you. All right, so let's go ahead and practice that brush stroke for just a second. Are, any, are there any other questions currently? Okay, have to get to the right tool. <clears throat> Two people are asking, be one of them, what is neutral tint? Okay, neutral tint from Daniel Smith, it's just a color. It's like, um, like when you mix complementary colors together, you get a neutral color. So this is already formulated for you. So Daniel Smith's neutral tint is nice. 
I don't usually use it. I used it for a painting. I can't remember what it was. I was experimenting. And I tried the M. Graham neutral tint and I tried the Daniel Smith. And the Daniel Smith was a little warmer. And then when I came to my florals, I think the neutral tint is nice, but it dull it didn't necessarily dull it down as much as it uh, it just didn't make it as dramatic, but it is a very nice color. So does that help you? Okay, I'm assuming it does. And then Anne says, it's a tube of paint that many manufacturers make, including Daniel Smith and Winsor Newton. Each company makes it differently, correct. All right, okay, that, that was great. And if I'm not addressing something, I think that in the chat box right there, for you to ask each other would be wonderful too. I think that could work. All right, and let's go into, I uh, just wanna change something here to get into my camera. And let's uh, practice that brush stroke. And there's that, this is that Buddha paper. We can try that. And there you would just take a brush, like here it's a 20, but maybe I'll grab a 14. And then that way it's not going to be so big. And you're just using clean water and then you can practice your brush stroke like that, or go from thin to wide to thin to wide. So that really was the practice, changing the amount of pressure. This is what looks simple, but it's not. So let's try that on a scrap piece of paper here. I'll see if I can get this down for you a little bit. Oops. Because I wanna show you how to soften that edge again. Hopefully we're in the right spot. Okay, I'll take a little French ultramarine blue, put it in my palette with whatever else I have in here. Because then this will go back to that question about how much water to put in the palette or in the color mixture. All right. So let's load that up. Let's look at how much water is in here. Now, if I come back in with a lot of water like that and load my brush, if you can see how runny that is, then it could be challenging for me to get the tooth of the paper or the angle that I hold my brush. If I hold it more like this, it continues to release a lot of water and color, so it's not really gonna grab it. But if I hold it more horizontally, even if it's pretty loaded, or press a little harder, that's another thing too. Press a little harder because then you're just grabbing the tooth. All right, so I'm gonna practice this again. Let's go ahead, practice. And if I go straight up and down, you can see how that's a little, it's not as uh, toothy there. So when you have this, we want to get rid of that straight line, and you would use a number 30 and break up that straight line a little bit. I, I think it's a little challenging to see on the uh, webcam here because I don't think the resolution's that great on it. And then if you turn it around this way, 
They could also turn into waves like, let's look at this one right through here. I could make that a wave that's coming over this way instead of going that way. I think it's difficult to explain that, but let's go ahead, get into our color combination again. And so I'm looking at that dry edge through here. So what I'm thinking about that as being rumbly water, but then I'll just darken some of that color. Okay, and what I'm doing is actually thinking about it more to the side a little bit. And then I'll take a number. Yeah. It looks a little blurry on camera. I'm not sure if it's just my eyes or if it's really blurry. I think it's the cam it's the camera. Yeah, I've noticed that too. So I don't know if it's that I don't have enough light in here or it's that it just doesn't really have a place to okay. uh, because it is a webcam, it's not a my regular video camera. Got it. So I wish it would be better. But I can try to put a little more light on it. Let's see if that makes a difference. Okay. Yeah. Maybe if you do full screen, we'll be able to see it easier. Are you not seeing it? Are you seeing it as a little thing? Yes. You can uh, make it full screen yourself. Just click on the little box on the right. The, click on the little screen. It should become a big screen. Okay. So, because, uh, so I don't think... I don't think that. Uh, That's better. That's more clear. Is that what did that help? Right there. Yeah, whatever it was you did that. Oh no, it's blurry. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I think I think it's just and plus I have uh, I don't I am shocked that I can even run these meetings through here with the internet that I have. We have the DSL line, which is very slow. Okay, so anyway, you get the idea on this a little bit. I want to go into yeah. Yep. I what what really got finally got through to me was that you press harder. Okay. To get to get it to skip. Like that's counterintuitive, isn't it? I've always I've done it the wrong way and that worked. Oh, I'm glad. I'm really glad that that helped. Yeah. Okay, so I'm looking through some paintings here. Let's see. So here we have all these soft edges. And this is on 140 pound paper. And on the 140 pound paper, uh, it just doesn't have the same texture. But what I'm trying to do is see what do I think is working, what isn't working. And then maybe what I'll do is come back in and try to redefine some areas, make some harder edges through here. And you can see that I'm trying to skip through there so it doesn't look like a solid line. And I do like that through here. Maybe press a little harder through there. So I'm not, I, I think that this is starting to develop. Just touching just a few areas. Okay, and 
I don't necessarily want this to be so smooth. So I'll just soften a couple lines. Just so you get the idea and hopefully that's helping you. I don't necessarily like this up here. It looks the, uh, the idea for the demonstration that I did on that was so people could see how to have rain coming down. I think I might soften a few of these lines. Let's say I'm at a point that I don't want that rain coming down and I want more of a cloud through there. What I'll do is I'll just mix a little more color. And I'm thinking, how about, what if I want to get a different kind of cloud? I, I don't necessarily have to paint it this way. What I can do is turn it upside down and use that belly of the brush. Like what I'm doing right now, I'm thinking that the brush is releasing a little too much water and that would be because of me having too much water in my pigment. But let's see if we just go ahead and change it. Even though we have a little brownish area, a little purple's good in there too. You might be thinking, what in the world is she doing? And I'm just skipping this up a little bit. And just softening a few edges, trying to reshape some of those clouds. And then I think you get the idea through there. Just working with what I have there. Let's go ahead and get out of this. So um, I think that that is good on, get out of that. Did you find that helpful at all? Hopefully. Okay. And now I've got the glaring light on me. So yeah. Very good. Yeah. What is it that you think makes our brain recognize a wave? Is it darker at the top, darker at the bottom when it breaks? What is it? I have puzzled over this for years, staring at the ocean. I under, I agree. And um, okay, so when a wave comes up, it's it, there's the mass on the bottom, and then as it comes over, it starts to lighten, and then it dumps. So there's an exercise as you go further along into the course that is going to just practice making a wave and uh, not really even thinking about it. So we don't want, I don't really want you to overanalyze the wave. Let's just kind of play with um, the technique on that because I, I don't even know if I can answer that. So let's see. Um, oh, and then Lori, she's saying Primatech, that's good. And then Anne said, try zooming out a bit. Okay, oh, thank you for that. Okay, that's good. So let's go back to the, uh, other paintings that have come in, we looked at the um, those brush strokes. Let's look at the windblown water. Go ahead. Oops, go into this one. All right. So here, here we're talking about that um, dry brush. Now, did I? I'm just wondering, did, uh, let me go back to here. I just want to make sure, did I address this enough for you, catching that tooth of the paper for that windblown water? Probably not. 
let's go ahead and give that a try. And if you can unmute yourself if I did and just tell me if I if you think you really got it or if I need to do something. Because this is a 140. Yeah. I thought I really caught the tooth. So you, you got it? You, you understood what I was talking about? The amount of water and the amount of pressure? Yes. Perfect. Okay, great. So let's go back then. Thank you so much. I appreciate that uh, comment there. So then let's look at these. You've got some great uh, clouds up here and that sparkle in the water and wind. And we have just one other chat in here. Let's see if there's a question that just came in. Um, and so Anne is saying, so is catching the tooth of the paper as the dry brush? Yes, it's the same thing. You're with a dry brush. That's what happens. You don't have a lot of water in it and it, uh, it just grabs the tooth of the paper. So, okay, I'm going to go back here again. Sorry, everyone. And I am going to go over that one more time so you can see. Okay. So I don't know if the light is... Let's try that light again so you can see it. Because if you really want a dry brush on there, let's see, like this is a natural brush. And if I load that up and try to do that, it could be easily go on um, like a solid line. But what I would do here is almost like barely touch the paper to get that irregular edge. And then if I press really hard, I start to get a little sparkle on there, but not much. But that this brush is holding a lot of water. So if I have a blend brush, I can also dab it on my towel to get rid of the extra water. And you can see there isn't much coming out. But I'm also pressing pretty hard. Now, if you've got a wash brush, and if you load that up, you can get an even layer of water. But if you have a wash brush and you get rid of that extra water, this is 140, so it doesn't have a lot of tooth to it. Then you start to skip across the surface. So it's just about practice. Okay, let's go back into... Let's go back into the into this one here. Turn this off. Okay, so this was a great job. You caught the tooth of the paper. You did a wonderful job with the assignment. Good job with the tooth of the paper and that soft blending in the background and your land mass looks great. It's really about the effect catching um, just it's very, uh, it's just such a simple design. So there isn't much to it. So it's difficult in our mind to wrap our heads around a painting, but you've got it. You've got the sky and your uh, landmass. My uh, comment to the artist here was that there was a little bit of too much color along the edge. So then your eye went here and you've got such great, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry, Birgit. I was talking to, to Marshall. <laughs> Okay, so just mute yourself there. All right, so that turned out great. And this was a nice addition of the trees, but you can see how solid this is. And then you've got your sparkle by having it being so strong like that, then our eye goes to this instead of focusing on that. So let's say if you had, 
uh, let's see a little bit here. So if you broke it up by, let's say a shore or some darker color through here, then it starts to balance the painting. Your eye starts to travel through. I would be careful not to brush back and forth too much. And also when you get your land mass in, if you want trees, this, I think this turned out nice with the values. You could just pull whatever color that's already in your land mass up to create those trees. So there's multiple things. Now by doing that, adding a little bit of darker color and getting this in here, then I start to see, I start to see the shore a little more. So then you may want to, oh, let's see, maybe reduce the size and play with, that's not the right size, but you can just play with it a little bit more. Okay, let's get out of that. have to close out all these little tools before I move on. And this one here, I think the color was too strong in the upper left, you know, it, because, I mean, it's great color, but we need to carry that through a, the rest of the painting. So it balances out a little bit. Also here, there was just a little too much water on the brush, but I really like your landscape back here. So you're right on track. You're, uh, you know, it's just experimenting with the amount of pressure and the amount of water and color. and then. For this one, I really like your clouds through here, and I really like your land here. And again, uh, the sparkle on the water, you've got the right idea. It doesn't have a ton of sparkle or wind, but you're, you're in that direction. And then this is a fun color to use. You've got that really crisp blue color, and good job with getting those edges. Now, when you have your land mass and this, we want to be careful that it doesn't look like it's just stuck on here. So let's see. It's so uh, let me think about this for just a second. How to change this? I'm going to go in here with a different line. Okay, because we have it just one solid line through here. So we need to break that up a little bit. Maybe somehow give the impression of darker waves through there or maybe even on the horizon. Somehow incorporate some other colors into that and hopefully you understand what I'm trying to say there. But um, that's just a little practice. Now when we do this, then your eye starts to see this more. And that color in the sky is pretty strong. So our eye just kind of goes to these big areas. But you're doing a great job. You're really right on track, just a little fine tuning there. Okay, so I just wanted to say that this is the top of the hour. So in case anybody has to leave, I just want you to know that oh, I thank you so much for joining me. And what I'll do is I'm gonna continue on with the other ones that have come in. And if anybody has any questions before you need to leave, just let me know, but I'm gonna continue on for a few more moments. Does anybody have any questions? Okay, and then from Lori, uh, if we're talking about the windblown water, that would be better on the 300 pound paper because it has more of a tooth to it. All right. Okay, so it looks like everybody's still joining me. Great. I just wanted to pay attention to you that if you have to leave, you can. And uh, let's go to, oops, did somebody? I have a question. How much does the sizing on the paper matter for doing the dry brush 
is it good to remove the sizing or do you want to leave it on there? You know, I never remove the sizing. I always work with the sizing on the surface. Like some people like to soak the paper and then remove it. I, I just never do. Um, and some papers are harder sized than others. So the arches has the hardest sizing from what I know. And I just never worry about it. Hopefully that helps. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much. All right, then let's go to the marsh. I think that would be a good one to go next. Let me get out of this one. And now I just have to find the marsh on my screen. There we go. Now, this one can be challenging too. I mean, these are all very simple looking paintings. So let's go and take a look through them. So we can see how different they all are. Okay. So starting at the top, let's take a look at it. All right, I like your soft, I love the amount of water and the softness that you have in here. So you did a great job with the water to color blend and those soft clouds. And uh, coming right down into here, great job with the reflection and your marsh grass. So I have a, a chat that came in. So let's see if there's a, I think there's a question here. Let's take a look. And uh, they look like camo, yes. <laughs> All right, so let's take a look. So when we have this here, how could we change this? Because it is kind of floating. Then we need to come in and give it a little definition. So we could use a little bit of a darker color to kind of give it the bottom of your land there. Like cut right through there a little bit. Just say, so you have a starting point. And then for your grass, since you have so many soft edges, you may want to consider using, um, breaking up that line a little bit. These are not the best colors, but just, just play with it a little bit. You know, just, and uh, different sizes. And when, it, okay, now I'm gonna draw something on here that I don't necessarily want you to do. I'm thinking maybe I should do a demo on this, but let's go ahead and give this a try. So like if we, if you have a couple grasses like that, and then you soften, if you came along and softened a few of those lines, I just want you to see that it can be a little irregular. I know that this isn't perfect, this little demo on the screen because it squiggles in the sky. I'll try to come back and do a demo later on that, but I think you get an idea. All right, and then here, the same thing. It needs just a little definition through here. So just like I did with the other one, since, uh, because right now it looks like a giant stroke, we just need a little bit of, of grounding to it. Let's see, I'm trying to get in my tools. right through there just kind of break it up a little bit we don't want to do much this is just so we get the idea of this just break it up a little bit and then for the next one 
Now, I, I, I'm showing this twice because this is on the table and then when you have so much around it, it can be distracting. So if it's um, cropped, then it's much nicer. So it's difficult at home when you have all that external stuff and just put a mat on it or somehow mount it and walk away so you can see it. Now, I really liked this. I liked, so we've got the darker colors on the bottom. So she has a, a bottom part to it and a little bit of that a reflection through here. And these edges worked out very nicely. Those are regular edges. Instead of drawing in the grass or trying to paint it on, that little crawling of color worked really nicely. And then the uh, trees in the background. And my concern was this hard edge right here. So I would soften that up just a tiny bit or add a, little, a few more brush strokes, just so it's not such a straight line because we've got everything else that's really harmonious. And let's see. Okay, uh, Agnes, I you're asking the tool for the program. It's in the program, so I really can't. Uh, it's not a separate tool. Okay, so let's look at this one. Again, I think that you're all getting the idea from, they all basically need the same thing. I think here you've used a different type of paper. This may be Fabriano or something. I don't think this is Arches because of the, the way the color is settled on the surface and how it spreads a little bit. So it might have a softer sizing, I'm not sure. But, um, it kind of looks like that to me. So again, you could just use a little bottom through here. And then for this one, you know, this is just kind of warming up and the challenge is getting that stroke in. And I think what happened here is that the paper was too dry and then you put the stroke on and that's why we have that, let's see if I can make this, there we go. So the paper was dry and then you tried to soften the edge and that's what we can see with this line right here. The water came out to just above, let's see if I can get that tool. Okay, so your water came to about right, oh, let's see, right to about here. So that's why we want to use, I would use a number 30 brush to soften the color, a damp one, because then the 30 is large that it pulls the color out further, it'll pull it out to about there, so it doesn't stay that close and stuck. So it, that's just practice, that's all this is. You've got the right idea, and also I would try not to purposely curve it down as much as you try to just think about bringing your shoulder into it and just have a long flowing stroke. Okay, and let's take a look at, this for one second try to bring that down and the, you did a good job through here your reflections nice and you handled the edge of your um, marsh very nicely so I was thinking that I thought that this was a little too straight but I, I'm debating about that because you've got that straight line here and the straight line through here so just try to have it look a little more organic and um, I think this is fine the big thing is your strokes in the sky and let's see we've got a comment here that said uh, I felt like I didn't achieve the reflection of the sky and the water is Ian is this yours 
that you did? Not sure if she's okay. So you know what? Let's go ahead. I want to take. No, it's not. It's not yours. Okay. I'm sorry. I didn't post mine yet. It was done this morning. Okay. All right. So I'm going to show you just um, another stroke here. Let's go into this. All right. And. I want to get my 140 paper or the back of a painting or something. All right. So, if I have water on the surface, I'm going to grab some color. This is just one regular stroke. If I go like this and stop, I'm going to get a little bloom at the end. Let's see if you can see that. So you'll want to carry it through. That's just an all around general thing that we wanna do. And then let's say we have our, oh. So let's say you have your stroke of color where we had that, that uh, cloud in the, that big stroke, okay? And then if you use a brush that's too small and you're trying to soften that edge, it doesn't go very far and the pigment continues to travel out to the edge. Now, one thing you can do is instead of softening an edge like this, it's like flatten it more like that so it's a little wider. Just flatten that brush more. And let's see, we've got some water here. So try not to draw it down. Try, we don't want it to look as deliberate. Try to have it more sweeping through. So hopefully that was helpful. Okay, let's go into, I think we have just a couple more to look at. And are there any questions? Okay. All right, we've got the still water and then the complementary colors and uh, just a couple miscellaneous ones. Get out of that. All right, I'm gonna go through these quickly so we can see how different they are. I guess I only have four of these, okay. Alrighty, so let's start here actually. Now, uh, it looks like they probably used the neutral tint on that. I don't think it's lamp, lamp black or anything like that, but you've done a great job in the sky. It's got a lot of action and this could have come out a little further, but that's not really any big deal. And I really like how you handled the land in the back. This is wonderful. And this is interesting, the trees in the middle ground here. My only concern was this, I love this effect, that crawling up, but you might want to have just a little bit uh, more definition here. So let's see, let's kind of break up that line a little bit. Not much, but then it just gives it more of a, a grounded look. Otherwise it, it's kind of stuck on there. And you can basically leave it like that, or what you could do is add a little more of a reflection. I really like how this is all working in the background. 
you don't have to do much. But now then the eye travels through the painting. So hopefully that helps give you a better idea of a possibility. All right, and then this one here, we have that straight line through that uh, bottom part. So let's see if we went ahead and broke that or reshaped that just a tiny bit. So it's not, we don't want it to cut across, you know, so let's see, just break it up a tiny bit. So then our eye, I like that being uh, not straight across. I like your reflection. I think that worked well. Your distance and horizon looks great. And your wash in the background is wonderful. So let's go ahead. Oops. What I just did here. And then for this one. All right. So you've got the, the blue color from the sky down here. But if you're going to have that much blue, you may want to try to bring it into the rest of the painting up here. It kind of cuts off there. Let's see what it would look like if we ended up taking a little bit of that blue. I'm just curious if we ended up trying to bring it, because I would actually lift some out, but I'm just wondering if we brought some of that blue into this to give it little possibility and that's that's something or we can go ahead and lift a little bit of that color out through there I think I like that much better actually Oops. let's go ahead and erase that. and trying to move something over to the side Okay, I actually like that bottom part much better. And let's go ahead and clear, I'll clear everything there. So, all right, and then for the top one, that the values are very similar for the land. So we could go just a little bit darker. just want to make sure that I've got everything um, working here. Good. I just have to get those tools. Let's say if you go a little darker through here, then it starts to break up the painting. So I'm going darker in the uh, middle ground a little bit more. I'm going to reshape that a little bit. And why I'm thinking about reshaping it this way is now the eye can travel through it this way, all along from the bottom, through the middle, into the uh, back. And you may want to, let's see, now even when I do this, it starts to be all the same value. So we don't want that to be the same as this, but we have it so soft in the middle. So I'm gonna go ahead and get rid of all of that, but just so you get the idea. All righty. And you can always practice this again if, you, if you'd like. All right, were there any questions on that? Okay, the image and especially the thumbnail of um, is awesome. Oh, you know what, thank you, Anne. Uh, that was a really uh, 
good question. Uh, so in the, in the course, when you're looking at an image and you, you want to see it blown up, like you can see all those little thumbnails, if you click on it, it expands. And let's say like if we, we have a, a photo reference bank in the course where some students will put some images in to share. And so you just click on that, expand it, and once it's expanded, then you can drag it to your desktop and then you can have that image there. So let's see if there is anything else. We have just a couple more. I'll get out of this one. Now working with these complementary colors is a little uh, challenging and uh, I'm, it's fun. I love the yellow and I love the purple, but it can easily turn muddy. And it also helps you with the uh, practicing with the amount of water on the surface and so, so working with uh, the amount of water in the pigment blend and on your brush and on the surface. This is really nice with a little salt on there. That's a very nice touch. And then this one could use just a little more color if you wanted. So let's take another look at those. Okay, and what's interesting with these is that they're not it's not representational. It's working with the technique. All right, we have just a couple more. This. Now I like this a lot too. Working, this turned out really nice, working with that background and the clouds and the silhouette effect. And I'm wondering if the, um, if that was, I'm not sure if that was white color I think it might be white color that came on top of it, but you know, water medium is what people are doing media. So if, if that's what you want to do, you can do that. I think this is a really lovely uh, composition. So I think you're right on track with that. It's beautiful. And then a lot of you have not gotten here yet, but when we do, when the course gets to this point, we'll discuss more about that wet sand and how to break it up and create it and for this one here you can see that dry brush technique worked very nicely for the uh, waves through here and the sand and, and then the sky is great and the landscape is wonderful we've got two comments on this okay the image and especially this okay let's see i have a question when we are finished talking about the submitted pieces okay all right, so Lori, do you, uh, let's just talk about one more and then you can uh, ask me that question. That'd be great. Okay, and then we'll get into these two, which are a lot of fun. And what this, uh, you'll see this as you go through the course, and that's playing with masking and with the belly of the brush and values. And we'll explore more of that a little later on. So let's go ahead and, um, Lori, did you have a question? Would you like to unmute yourself? Hi, yes. So I have a question about, um, I'm trying to do a piece that shows like water going from left to right. So like a river type front and, I'm and it's the snow scene. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to define the bank on my side of the river. Can you and show me I a don't, picture? Do you have a picture of what you're trying to do? 
I do. I mean, I can grab it. I just, um, I'm just not really sure how to define the water as far as like that. It's a snowbank, and um, uh, I don't know what the right word is. Are we getting a tour of your house? I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm giving you a tour. So I'm just something I'm just working on. So I have the snowbank from afar, uh -huh. but I don't know what to do on this side of it. So it's like it's like a page in my journal. And I don't know how to actually delineate oh. the actual snow from the water on this side of the bank. Okay. All right. One thing I would not do is try to have your, that hard line on the opposite side. That's true. I get it. I'm doing it in pen and ink. So oh. that's why you're seeing the hard side. Because my, my buildings are going into pen and ink as well. Um, so you're kind of, yeah, you're right. I'm probably going to like wait, make it, well, I can make it a little bit more um, brown watercolor. So that's in pen. Here. Is that pen right there? A lot of this is pen. Oops, sorry. This is pen. Some of this is pen. And the mountains are, you know, some of that is pen. Okay. Uh, pen. So I'm just trying to do like the watercolor. In, but I'm, I don't know how to. So here's my water. How do I show this side, which is snow? How do I show You know what that? I do is that you just define it with the water more than the snow. So okay. let's, let's see, I am thinking let's go to, let me do one thing. I think I can do this. Go back. This is, I have a nature journal. This is more of my nature journal. Uh -huh. So it's not really a painting. It's actually in a book. Oh, I like that. No, that's good. It's, I think that's a good one to, um, to talk about. So hold on for just a second. So let's go over here. So let's okay. say we've got our, I want you to be able to see this. All right. So you've got your bank over here and you've got a bank over here and you've got your water running right through that. Right through the middle. Right. Okay. Like so <laughs> what? Like a dope. <laughs> I think you did just fine. Okay, so really the water is going to be more, we're working with values. So let's go ahead, get the water through there. And you have a pen line in there, which I don't have, but that's okay. You've got the pen line. So instead of painting the snow, what I would do is use that line along the edge here. I would go dark, you know, so I have a harder line, not a hard, hard line, just a, just a definition through there. It's going to be that line that defines the edge of the snow. And then we've got this on here. And then to break up that sameness of that white area, I would take a number, well, a smaller brush, and then maybe take a... Uh, what color are you using for your snow? Um, fragile green and like a um, burnt umber, okay. a little bit of a mix. Okay, so then let's see. I'm thinking, all right, that's going to be my snow here. That's a snow bank. So how am I going to do that? I'm thinking I'll go ahead and give the impression of just like whatever color you're using through there. So it has that kind of um, 
ripply look in the snow a tiny bit and then they'll soften a few of those edges so this will give the impression of shadows a little bit through there so this is the other side of the bank and this of course i don't think this is making any sense to anybody because they're not seeing what you have on there so let's say you've got some mountains in here so let's add some mountains let's try to do that try to give some so we have some point of reference in here my mind is not thinking of snow i'm just wondering how to get that depth from the water to show that it's flat and not uh vertical right okay well it would be that i would focus on that area right through there we would have our mountains back let's see you have your mountains through here i'm getting pretty i'm getting pretty sloppy with this here so that would be our snow and then if i have this as my top of my mountains i'm going to soften that edge this is almost similar to what i would do for this do you see what i'm saying is that i'm going to have that edge is what's going to do I it do. I trying to get rid of that so now we have our mountains and then you've got your hard line going around your edge plus you have that uh, pen line so then I would work with do you have a picture of it or are you just making it up well I'm kind of making it up but I but I live in New England I, I oh I live in New Hampshire so <laughs> everything is covered in snow <laughs> <laughs> okay. no, so the other thing you can do okay so what i just did here well snow is going to be from what i under you know it's going to have a smoother line but i just broke it up a little bit with a little tiny bit of dry brush through there if you can see that I do. so that's okay. kind of a nice mixture through there are you seeing you're seeing me as a large thing right not little yeah i know i i have it blown up full page okay so so that's if that helps you at all because instead of trying to paint the snow i'd be painting the water okay so should it be darker up close or further away i mean i get that it's going to be dark up close to delineate that but i mean should i have the the river darker further away than up close well let's go ahead and try to do that Let's I mean, this is a complete exercise for me. It's not like a painting that I'm doing, so I don't want to tie anybody up. I'm curious. I feel like well, we're we're just wrapping this up, and so what I'm doing is I'm lifting a little uh, color out, so I get a little reflection of the sun in the sky, and then I've got those definition along the edges, and then you've got your houses and things like that in there. Right. Okay. So ho hopefully that helps you a little bit. It does. I appreciate it a lot. Get rid of some of that line anyway you get the idea through there hopefully okay. thank oh. you for your time oh sure thank you and then let's go ahead and then i think we're going to be wrapping this up okay yeah, people questions it looks like okay uh, do i are they on the chat box i can't see them yet let's see how do you yeah. make water lie flat isn't that from you no but um somebody sharon has a question and karen has a question Okay. Oh, no. so, yeah, yeah. Karen Smith has a question. Oh, say okay. So Sharon, let's start with Sharon. She's on the top. What's your question, Sharon? Hi, Hi. Hi. 
Las Vegas here. <laughs> you remember me? I used to be blonde. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it down there. We had a great time. We did have a great time. Can you see this? Up a little higher. Not, oh, up a little higher. Okay, you have to talk, otherwise I just see me. Okay, uh, what I'm wondering is, is this just a mark? I loaded everything this today at 1.30, oh. so I guess I was too late. Yeah. The marsh, I'd like to know how to flatten. It's kind of the same question as the river. How do you flatten the marshes? They seem to be floating right. in, in the sky. Well, you know, it's interesting seeing your painting. I actually like it from what I can see. It can be like waves in a way. So let's look at it as being a marsh. So I'll use the back side of this. But they're floating. I've darkened the bottom side. Okay. No, I think that that's a really good question. So let's go ahead and take a Is look. Is this not big enough or? No, you're fine. Okay. Get to this so I can explain it. And um, get to the right tool. So what time do the pictures have to be loaded on? Uh, I prefer it the night before because I, okay. and then I try to grab anything else during the day, but you know, that way I prepare for it. I understand. Okay, so let's say we have our marsh and you've got the, um, that bottom and the top parts floating. So you could use either a number 14 or even a small, I wonder do I have one close to me? I really like the little number 20 wash mottler too. And I'm just gonna grab some color. My color's all dry. How's the weather in Vegas? Very sunny. <laughs> not as great as uh, Australia, <laughs> not as warm, but it's very sunny. It's cold. Ooh, cold. Yeah. Okay, so like, let's imagine that you've got your water in here and all this, right? So uh -huh. what, what we did, I think what I did on that one, I didn't I have a, a wet surface or a damp surface and it crawled up? I don't recall. Okay. Well, so just one way of doing it is that if you, let's say you have your marsh, you can go ahead and like either when we put it on, it can be a round brush or a flat brush, then it just looks like this. So what you could do is just break it up a little bit. Oh, okay. Just like that. Yes. And that way we have a top to it and some grass. And then what you could do is just soften a few edges. You know, if we just barely skip and touch, it brings that color down and helps to give the impression of a reflection. Okay, good. And then if you want to, if you don't want all those lines, you could go ahead and soften just a few of those. So let's look, you know, I mean, this isn't gonna look great right here because I'm not taking the time to do it. So I understand what you're saying. Okay, why don't you hold yours up again? Hold it real, right up to the camera, let's see. Oops, where'd you go? I'm still here. Oh, okay. Oh, there you go. You have to talk, otherwise I can't see it. Oh. <laughs> so just keep talking. Okay, so see, they seem to be floating. Yeah. So all you need is the top. Okay. Yeah. 
So you can do that with a little brush, just yeah, like I, that. Yeah, can, yeah. And, and some shadow underneath. Exactly. You're okay, doing good. Great. Yeah. Good. Thank you so much. And it's so nice to be with this group. I think, you know, I really enjoy this. I, it's, it's nice to stay connected with everybody. It's, I, I love it. Okay. And we had another question. It's in, who was that person that had the question? Let's see. Karen, you had a question? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, when I was working on my waves, I was having a little difficulty trying to get the brush dry enough to get the dry brush effect. But then I, when I was going back in to try to soften the tops, it was either too dry to soften or if I put too much water on my brush, I was getting too many runbacks. Is it just water control? Are Is we talking a, about the one, are, are you talking about the exercise where it's that uh, just press and lift, press and lift? Yeah. Yeah, it's just practice, and that really is the point of it. Did you do um, a big sheet of just, where is that, like just a big sheet like that of just strokes? Yeah, I can do the, can you see that? Oh, a little higher. Oh, yeah, yeah, they look good. Um, but then when I was trying to feather, you know, just soften parts of the top, the paint was either too dry and it didn't really go anywhere. If I put too much water on the brush, then I was getting runbacks down into the waves. So okay. is that just practice and so just do this take uh, the thing that saves us which I for years was absolutely resistant about but it really helps is just take a mr. clean eraser magic eraser break off a small piece get it wet remove the extra water and then just Oh, just go over it with that instead yes. of trying to use the wet brush. Okay. Yeah, if it if it's completely dry, go ahead and use that. Okay, because it's I've got um, gas heat, so it's it's pretty darn dry in here right now. What's the weather like where you are? Too cold for the south. Ooh, terrible. It's supposed to be you know medium here, but it's it's not. It's been too darn cold. Oh my gosh! Well, thank you for that. I think that that uh, that answers that. I know uh, I have a, a painting that I didn't get in in time that okay. I thought I did. Um, shall I submit it for the next time? Um, sure. You want to? What, what is it? What is your painting of? It's the um, contrast, uh -huh. the yellow and purple. Do you see it? Yes, I do. Okay, so I think uh, you know what I think that we're going to be wrapping this meeting up. And um, let's try to get it in for the last, for next, the next meeting. And actually, okay, so you will, you will take paintings from this session in the next session. Well, yeah, because everybody is in, what I will do is select and see what comes in and select from, but I'll, I'm going to be responding to your painting already via uh, that comment box. Okay. So I try to get to as many as I can. Right. Thank okay. you. Alrighty, and um, are there any other questions? Uh, my other question to you is that, do you wanna, I, I usually go every other week because I wait for submissions to come in, but would you like to try to do it next week or the week after? Let's see, why don't you write that in the chat box, what, what works for you? 
And Anne said perylene green also has a black in it, so that's nice. Next week, okay. So we have one for next week. Why don't you all write in the chat box if you can? And then I know Deb can't. So Deb, what do you think? Okay, either. And then Lori wants to hear about future. I'm sorry, Deb, did you want to say something? Okay, tell me. No, I didn't. But thanks. A lovely session. I really enjoyed it. I haven't started the course yet. So hopefully by the next meeting, I'll have something to give you. <laughs> okay. Okay. That sounds good. So I think what I'll do is um, I, I'll take a look at what comes in. And if I can, I'll schedule it for next week. Does that sound good? Would, I just want to make sure that there's enough coming in. What do you think, Trish? I see you sitting back there. What do you think? Oh, um, I said any time is good. Uh, <laughs> you thought you were hiding. <laughs> I got oh, you. to be here. <laughs> um, I did want to ask you maybe next time I had submitted in chat that um, I would like, uh, you mentioned to me one time about uh, telling me how to uh, define where the water meets the shore, the edge of the water define that properly so whenever you have time i'm not today <laughs> whenever it fits in I'd, I'd love to have some help with that uh, is that like where we were talking about the foam and the shore and all that well it i did it during the atmospheric class and um i i had reworked a bad painting and then you said uh, you need to learn how to have the water meet the sh uh, on the on the shore properly, the edge of the water. Okay, so what I'm thinking about here is I've got something I posted on YouTube, and I was going to um, let me go find it. Oh, it was the tide pool lesson. Yes, I have I have all that, and I was trying to think of how to show everybody. All right, I'm thinking about that atmospheric. Okay, that one because I have other things to. Uh, right. Because I have the. Uh, no worry, no hurry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to share that. I thought, how can I share this with the entire school, and not necessarily that particular one, but a couple of the other uh, lessons. So I do think about that. But then during the meeting, like I think, oh, we'll do it in a meeting, but so much of the meeting is what we've done is like problem solving and uh, looking at paintings. So I'm, I'm conjuring that up, but let me find something here and uh, I'll just go into, maybe I can, I don't think that's going to help you actually if I Oh gosh, I'm thinking, did I send it out as an email? I don't think I did. So before I, uh, my computer is going a little slow. I just wanted to find a video anyway. Yeah. There's always, oh, here we go. Let's see. Okay, and I'm trying not to talk oh, that we don't have you uh, listen to that. So let's see, how can I, get that to you. All right, so I'm going to go through here and I'm going to share something. I think I opened it up. Okay, so let's see. So you're seeing this right now. So this one, 
has the um, it has that shoreline in it. And you haven't seen this one yet, have you? I don't. Trish? I'm not sure. Oops. Trish, were you talking and I couldn't hear you? Oh, I, you asked me a question. I said I'm not sure if I've seen that one or not. Wait a minute. I can't hear you. Oh. Huh. Let's see. Let's see, Trish. I'm unmuted. Yeah. Okay, I don't know. I guess my sound is gone. Can any can you all hear me? Yes. Okay, but Trish, I can't hear you. All right, so we'll address we'll try to work on that in the next meeting. I am so sorry that I can't hear you, Trish. So okay. I guess that's the universe. <laughs> you write in there, Trish? Huh? I'm sorry. Is your mic on? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. You know, are, if you're in the uh, uh, Waves of Water Facebook group, I think I posted it there. Okay. So let me let me think about this. Maybe what I'll do is I'll send that out on the next. Uh, so you can hear her, but I can't. <sighs> That's odd. Okay. Okay, I don't know what happened there. Okay, I can hear somebody back there. Okay, anyway, alrighty. Well, let's see. I'm gonna go, I'm, Agnes. I'm gonna unmute you. Can I hear you, Agnes? Let's see. I just unmuted you. Anyway, I guess uh, it, that didn't work out well, me trying to show you that little video. It really kind of made some things go wonky. So, can you hear me, Birgit? I can hear you. Okay, well, Agnes didn't respond. <laughs> so, <laughs> now I'm unmuted. I see her. Oh, there she is. Okay, okay, okay there you go. Can you I hear me? I can hear you now. So that I just what concerns me is that there's something going on that I don't know about, you know, with the program. So anyway, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up because we've we've gone well over, which I always seem to do. And then um, I will uh, consider a meeting for next week. Otherwise, I mean, I could do, go the week after. I usually like to do it every other week, but while you're just getting started maybe that's better for you and you can always email me yes seriously trish modern <laughs> technology so um i'm seeing deb she has a question let's go ahead and unmute you okay deb can oh, you hi, hi yeah just a quick hi there a quick little question um can you just tell me uh, where you source your big sheets of paper from for your big paintings the 40 by 60s ash or sorry for 40 by 60s uh is it inches yes yes oh sorry okay yeah so what you would look for is 1114 pound paper and that's uh it used to be basically 300 pound paper and it's by arches but you can also get 140 pound paper in a roll so oh, so that old buckle won't it when I paint on it. I use I generally use the six forty. 
you could mount it. You could mount it to some foam core or to a um, a heavier board or tape it down or whatever you need to do. So, right, you could try that. So you use a lighter weight for your big pieces, do you? No, I like the three hundred if I'm going to do it. But for right. the, it, it's it very it, it didn't. I mean, it was always expensive, but it was not as expensive as it is now. And the shipping is what really gets you. So. Right. It, you could, if you get your paper there, which you must, then ask your uh, supplier if he can get that. He should, if he gets Arch's paper, he should be able to get it. Right. So you're saying it's a, a thousand grams? One, it's called 1,114 pound paper. It's 40 by 60 inches. Right. Okay, cool. And it's Ash or Fabriano? It's Arch's. Lovely. Thank you so much. Okay. All is right, I'm sorry. Anybody is else? Is your no. paper, does it come in a roll? Not that one, it comes in huge sheets. Five feet or four, four feet? Oh my word, okay. Yeah, I used to have diptychs and triptychs of that. Wow. Yeah, it was fun, you know, it's just a real pain framing. So I didn't like that. Okay, everyone, so I'm going to let you go. Let's see what you uh, send in, and I will probably go ahead. I'll think about it. I have to look at my schedule for next week, but, um, oh, Lori is asking about future classes. Well, I'm working on one, um, the uh, orchids. So does that sound like something that interests you, the orchids, because um, that or I'm trying to decide what I want to run next. That would either be the sea glass or the atmospheric landscapes or the white flowers or the um, bold, rich, saturated colors. So I will continue to run courses, but I'm not sure what I'm going to run exactly next. Do you have a preference? I'm curious. I have, I'd be very keen on that orchids course. Oh, would you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. And the atmospheric. Uh-huh. That, yeah. That's a wonderful yeah. one. Well, you can see the painting behind me. That's one of them. And the other one is, uh, I mean, I have four of them in there. So, all right, I'll keep you posted on that. I'm getting up super early in the morning and working on that. I mean, the chickens aren't even up yet. <laughs> Bravo. Okay. <laughs> okay yeah no seriously like if you see an email from me like at three or four o'clock in the morning know that i didn't stay up all night i go to bed really early <laughs> all right <laughs> yeah all right so get your questions ready for our next meeting and um i will talk to you soon because otherwise i'll just keep you here so all right everyone Thanks, thank you for joining me everyone okay Bye. Bye. Bye.